Welcome to the Dog Zone 9000, the official podcast of 1900 Hot Dog, America's ultimate comedy website. And by ultimate, I mean last. Uh, go to the 1900 Hot Dog Patreon and support us right now before uh, they before they find out we're still doing this. I guess uh, I'm Darkness's BFF Robert Brockway, and with me is community advocate of hell, Sean Baby. Hell, what does it mean? What would you do if you were in hell and your best friend has to put his entire foot up your butt in the twilight of the hunter's moon? Hi, I'm Todd McFarlane, talking to Sean Baby. Uh, now, before we continue, I am going to... If you had to choose a slow-searing ride on Satan's carousel... That's what I said! That's word for word what I said! Or as your best friend got it on with your lover, what choice would you make? I'm Todd McFarland, creator of Spawn. <laughs> a crude scenario I've just painted? Possibly. <laughs> word oh, for word, I, I remember that exactly from decades ago. Now, Merritt, of course, like any reasonable person, would not know, I'm hoping, about Todd <laughs> McFarland's Spawn intros. Uh, and that's who we're talking with about Todd McFarland today, unfortunately, and I'm very sorry about it. Hi, Merritt. Hi, I uh, I love the R.L. Stein energy that he brought to those openings because um, I feel like it was around the same time as Goosebumps and uh, he would just be sitting in that chair under like a single swing light bulb. Mm-hmm. And, oh no, uh, she knows all about it. Oh no, like, we got the perfect person for this. <laughs> I feel like I saw a few episodes of Spawn late at night on Showtime or something when I was a kid. And I was like, who is this guy? And why is he doing the Goosebumps thing? Hi, I'm Todd McFarlane. What if you put a mask on and you couldn't take it off anymore? That's the topic of this week's terrifying tale. My yogurt went bad days ago. Hi, I'm Todd McFarlane. (laughs) The one I played is my favorite one. And it's so hard to choose uh, because he did uh, Todd McFarlane for the spawn for anybody who isn't familiar like, like us. Uh, for the Spawn cartoon, the first season only, they hired Todd McFarlane to do dark intros as, as the super serious horror author guy to pose his his risque questions about Spawn. And they are and, uh, aggressively unrelated to the cartoon. <laughs> and, and he's the least threatening person in the world to do right. this. And uh, they did they did other seasons of Spawn. You won't believe this. The other seasons did not have the Todd intros. A mistake. Big mistake. <laughs> it was. A That's mistake. why it's off the air. That was my favorite one was the one where he's like, what would you do? Or would you rather burn in hell forever or have someone else bang your wife? Hi, I'm Todd McFarlane. <laughs> I know which one I'd pick. I'm Todd McFarlane. I'm picking the wife one. <laughs> uh, he's great. And that's what we're here to talk about. Uh, we're here to talk about Todd McFarlane, but more specifically, well, first, we're here to talk about uh, uh, Merit and where other people can find her work on the internet. What are you, where are you at, Merit? Yeah. Um, wow. I'm like, <laughs> I'm all over the place lately. Uh, I guess the main thing is um, I have a book coming out later this year. Uh, it's called Land Party. And it is a photo book of, it's like a coffee table book of photos of land parties. <laughs> From, it's such uh, a good fucking idea. <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah, other people seem to think too, so uh, too, which I'm really excited about, and um, because it started as a really dumb, just like tweet, but uh, a lot you know, of like Twitter dies, of, like enthusiasm and sadness and darkness. Like, like I've seen some of the pictures <laughs> on your Twitter feed. I'm just like, God, I could, 
I want to look at this photo for like I know. two hours, but also never again. But never. Yeah. It's like a Todd McFarlane intro, right? Yeah. Would you rather look at this photo of four guys <laughs> drinking Mountain Dew playing burnt Starcraft CDs forever? Yeah. Or would you or rather me out, have bang my wife. Or being my wife. I'm Todd McFarlane. Take my wife, please, in a sexual manner. Um, she got, you got to the cucking, too. We all got there. We all got there. Oh, we all got there. But uh, yeah, that is, if you search just like Land Party, Merit K, that should come up. You can pre-order it now. We did a crowdfunding campaign for it last year, and it hit its goal. And I think, yeah, I think you can just pre-order it from uh, Volume, which is the publisher and other than that, I don't know. I mean, I'm like, I'm on Twitter for now. Who knows how long that's going to last? Yeah, I think right. tonight, I, this, we're on the eve of de-verification as we record this. So I'm very excited to just be a normal person again. Um, you know they're going to fuck something up there. You know something's yeah, going to go so terribly excited. wrong. Like, I really hope they just delete all the old verified accounts by accident. <laughs> it's going to be, be free. It'll it's going to be hilarious. Yeah. I'm, uh, I am verified on Twitter, but I've literally never... Uh, had a conversation about it or had anyone mention it. I see it sometimes when someone will be like, oh, blue check mark, blah, blah, blah. And that like means mm-hmm. something to that person. But I've completely dodged whatever interaction that is for my entire Twitter career. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like people constructed this narrative where it meant something. Right. Um, and like, it was like, oh, the blue checks, they're lording it over us. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I, have, I don't know. You realize it does like, nothing. It like, does nothing. I mean, it looks kind of cool for a while, I guess, but also like, was just such a made you a prime target for like people just being like, look at this blue check. And it's like, yeah, right. no, fair enough. Um, but starting tomorrow, no, no, oh, it's gone. Damn. It's gone, baby. See, I appreciated my blue check because the next most famous Robert Brockway is a hateful men's rights activist. <laughs> okay. That's important for you. So you're lording it over him. Yeah. But you're going to be no different. Well, every Soon. once in a while, the internet will, like Amazon or Goodreads, will put one, the one terrible men's rights book he is that I think might be about feet also. It'll put it on my profile, on my writer's profile. And I'll have to jump through, like, no joke, like 12 hours of hoops to get oh it, try to get it removed. So every once in a while, yeah, you get somebody coming on Twitter being like, I used to like your shit until I found out how, much, how you feel about women's, <laughs> women's feet. I've... I have none. I have no feelings. I, I think you're anti-woman, but pro-feet. If you, if I'm talking to the right Robert Brockway, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that yeah. Robert Brockway has sort of a proposal for just keeping the feet part and right. just sort of moving away with the rest. The government Everybody needs knows. to provide us with lady feet. Right. Yeah. Not the whole thing. That would be crazy. But feet. Yes. I feel like we I just I've made it such a part of my brand. Everybody knows I'm all feet, all yeah. lady. All Hashtag the redistribute the feet. That's the Robert Brockway. <laughs> <laughs> what a fuck. great start to the Merit, uh, podcast. You know what we gotta do, Merritt. You're a Destiny pro. You know what we should oh, do is God. complain about Destiny. God damn it, we can't complain yeah, about Destiny. About Destiny. That's episode. the most engaging content that I've I've produced by far. Six guys are like, whenever I tweet about Destiny, are like, yeah, that's so true. And uh yeah, I kind of ended up just doing it. Uh it's my day job, but occasionally I'll like post one of my pieces that I've written that isn't just like, uh, here's how to maximize your range and stability on this scout rifle. Um, <laughs> and people will be like, yeah, or no, you're an idiot. You're one of those big shot Destiny content creators that's ruining the game. Fucking blue check Destiny creator. Blue checks. I think you're so good. 
Well, I, I haven't played all week because uh, my favorite game of all time just got a little bit better with Resident Evil 4. So I've been trying oh, to get through that. Yeah, uh, that's very also, exciting. We also had a baby, so that's kind of distracting. So. Oh, oh, also that probably would be yeah. part of it, too. I haven't played all week because uh, because it sucks right now. <laughs> well, uh, all those are all equally valid reasons, I think. I can't um, believe, yeah. I cannot believe Sean wants to see the world burn so hard. He's going to try to slip Destiny into another fucking podcast. <laughs> People are pissed this about it. They're like in, in the Discord, row? like, yeah. They're like, God damn it, will they shut the fuck Rightfully up? Rightfully so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <It's> like, <laughs> I mean, when I talk about it, I get bored. So like <laughs> Okay. Okay. Well, now you leave me no recourse but to move immediately on to Todd McFarlane. Yeah, I mean, by comparison, that's I feel like that's better topic. somehow. I'm gonna call it's back insane. to that destiny conversation seven times. You won't be able to cut it out. Fucking goddamn it, I need to do that. I was so gonna <laughs> cut that too. I was like, yes, it's a neat little capsule. Nobody <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I refuse to tell either of you what we were talking about today beyond something, something Todd McFarlane. Uh, so first of all, when I say Todd McFarlane, uh, Merritt, what do you think? Wow. Um, okay. So definitely the image of him like sitting in the chair and telling you about Satan's carousel is a big one. Um, <laughs> and his very available wife and his wife and like how you know just into it she is and he and he does not even he can be in the closet or whatever it's you like have fine. to see he him to be in the room um, but uh, and then I remember there was a game called Spawn in the Demon's Hand that video game magazines tried to like make be like oh that's a funny joke because it sounds like there's cum in his hand I guess I don't know um, yeah video game <laughs> oh, magazines top sure. tier yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the PC uh, accelerator shit there. Yeah. <laughs> um, what were they and, uh, thinking when they wrote this title? Were they on crack? <laughs> <laughs> God, I wish I wish I had been a games journalist in the nineties and two thousands because man, um, you could really just you could really go for it. And uh, I was I fucking uh, went for it all the time. Yeah, I know. I um, yeah. And they regret it to this day. (laughs) But uh, and then also there were the toys. Obviously, they were like everywhere in the 90s, because I feel like in my memory, they were one of the first kind of like prestige sort of toy lines. Um, They were for sure. They were super detailed. Yeah, it was like before. Like, I guess there's a split sometime in the last 20 years. And I haven't really paid attention to a lot of this stuff. But I have friends who are, are more into collecting stuff. Mm-hmm. And there was the split at some point, right, between like the adult collector stuff that's actually made well and kids stuff, which is made like garbage because kids just play Minecraft now. But in the 90s, stuff was like sort of all middle ground. But then Todd McFarlane comes along and is like, check out Violator. It's like this huge fucking demon man. And it's going to be played by uh, Louis- the guy who plays Luigi. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Your favorite. Movie, kids. Uh, when that comes out. So that's very exciting. And they were, yeah, they were like, I think I... Saw like TV commercials and stuff, and I was like, "Wow, these are wild!" I have no idea what any of this is about, but um, but that's cool. Hell is involved, so I'm on board basically. Um, you know, I'm a kid in the '90s, and I'm like, "Hell, yeah, that sounds great to me." Show show me some demons and devils, you know, Todd. So Todd McFarlane's twisted worldview and toys <laughs> are what you think of. You Wasn't think it? Of. Was it called the Twisted World of Todd McFarlane? I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Sean, what do you think when I say the words <clears throat> Todd McFarlane? Oh, I mean, definitely Satan's Carousel. I think of him sitting in that. Available wife. Uh-huh. Pookie Castle. Yeah, absolutely. The the wife stuff. 
Um, I sort of associate him with like uh, overlined inking, kind of like Rob Liefeld, but obviously he's more mm-hmm. talented than Rob Liefeld, but sort of the same one note type of artistry. Like I did a lot of uh, studies of Todd McFarlane and uh, a lot of artists of that era. And uh, t- once you've seen a Todd McFarlane drawing, you've kind of seen 70% of them, I guess. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah he, had, he had one move. Yeah, but the- like... People loved it, and and of course the the very expensive and and meticulous toys for adult children. Dark, mostly darkness. I think of darkness when I think of Todd McFarlane. Very darkness, darkness, darkness and toys. Okay, well, if you don't know Todd McFarlane, I'll give you a brief recap. Now, a comic book artist and writer, uh, he started in 1988 uh, drawing the Amazing Spider-Man, and he went on to create Spawn for Image Comics, which was. So 90s, Jesus Christ. It was everything like a sheltered child who thought they were super cool in the 90s wanted <laughs> out of life was Spawn. Uh, he That's because probably because he actually created Spawn when he was in high school oh, and wow. like just never matured beyond that point. He was just like, this is it. Uh, it's the rest of my life right here on this page. <laughs> this guy. And uh, everything he created afterward was just something something plus spawn something that already exists put through the spawn filter chains sentient chains blades tendrils get fucking so many tendrils and uh he seems like he seems like a harmless dude and yet he's been sued or has sued almost everybody he's worked with right (laughs) uh fucking neil gaiman sued him neil gaiman seems like to make neil gaiman sue someone seems like a lot i don't know (laughs) Yeah, you really gotta. That's that guy doesn't like. He seems like he's just got mono all the time to get him riled is up Todd enough. Is Todd McFarlane the American Neil Gaiman? Uh, no, he's the Canadian Neil Gaiman. That's oh shit. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I am Todd McFarlane. Hey, I'm Todd <laughs> McFarlane. Hey, hey, check out Spawn. Hey, Boy, it's out so spooky. Spawn hey, welcome to hell, eh? I'm allowed to say all this because I'm Canadian. So. <laughs> of course, that's why. You're the perfect guest for all of us. <laughs> Uh, today, I'm like, allowed to do whatever of... the fuck I want because I'm American. <laughs> yeah, true. like we were going to hold back on the Canadian shows. <laughs> uh, like, like all the best types of men today, Todd McFarlane is mostly into elaborate toys and NFTs. Uh, and he calls himself the Todd Father, uh, yes. sometimes referring to himself in the third person. And that's enough. I, now that you have that background information, uh, that's enough to not feel bad for anything we say about him. From this Does he have forward. children? If he has children, they should be Todd Poles, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're probably not his. Uh, he has three kids. <laughs> he has three kids. Yeah. By three different fathers that he yeah. watched happen. I mean, he was he was involved. In the, yeah, no, he was listening, there. Listening from the next room, is it counts. That's part of the conception process. Okay. This is getting so mean and we haven't even started. Well, that's what we're talking about. Uh, exactly what you both said when you said Todd McFarlane, which is his twisted worldview and toys. We are talking about Todd McFarlane's twisted land of Oz toys. The whole podcast is about Todd McFarlane toys? Yes, it is. What a rare you know, treat for me, Todd McFarlane toy fan, Sean Baby. <laughs> <laughs> and now you see why I was so unwilling to tell yeah. you what this podcast is about. <laughs> Mark, because why would you show up for this? Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, released in 2003 when the whole world was still like, eh, towards Todd McFarlane. 
Uh, it was definitely past his peak, but he he could find work. Uh, Twisted Land of Oz was was the Todd Father's dark and there's no other word for it. Twisted take on the Wizard of Oz. Uh, now I'm going to we're going to as start. opposed to the completely sane normal take on Wizard of yeah, Oz, yeah, right. That everybody else has that are like, let's make this much more normal. That's what we do with this property. Right. Now I'm going to send you the first in this line of toys. So there's not that many. There's only like I think eight. Uh, this is, I'll email it to you because our chat doesn't show images. So check your email in a second. Uh, this is Todd McFarlane's Dorothy. Let me know what you think about that when you get it. I'm expecting like an American McGee's Alice. Oh, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know what you expect before you open that. Yeah. That's sort of what I'm, I feel like it's like around the same time. You said 2003? Yes. Yeah. Picture a dungeon, Todd McFarlane in the corner. Someone having sex with his wife. Uh, a, a dog is there in a sweater that says Alice. Sean, you're you're actually very close. <laughs> <laughs> Must be a big file. I still don't have it. Really? All right. God damn it. There it is. Right, there it is. Go. Here we go. Let's see. Oh my god. Wow. Oh my god. You were way closer I than I so thought you were. Close. <laughs> he was so close. That's- <laughs> What the fuck? Why is Master Blaster, except it's just two masters, there's no blaster, it's a small guy riding another small guy. Master Master. Master Master. This is going to take a team effort for you to describe this to me. I wouldn't take this from you, Merritt. I just, I want to hear it. No, it's a team. You've got to get in on it. Nobody's getting out of this clean. I'm too horned out. Like, it's just, all I can think is boner. <laughs> it's oh so yeah it's a little guy riding on another little guy's back holding a leash or rope i guess like a a, a jute rope that mm-hmm. is binding the arms of a mostly nude woman who is blindfolded and is wearing a corset and then a belt over her nipples right keeping and it modest the old nipple belt that's how, that's how ladies do it <laughs> and what appear to be like platform combat boots with transparent with souls. Transparent souls. Oof. Yes. No one has ever done this ever. Like this is twisted. I look. Todd got me. Okay. Like because no one has ever. I've never seen combat boots with trans- transparent souls. That's such an extremely specific detail to put in I, this. I want to add some details. Um, Merritt left out. Um, the. The little people riding each other, they're both in sexual fetish gear, like uh, leather straps, True, yeah. mostly nude. Uh, like, it's hard to tell. You can't see their their groins because they're very chubby. Uh, the one on top is wearing blue, I want to say, uh, ankle-high cowboy boots with spurs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, little, the little boots. He's got a little riding crop that might be like a flower or something because they are very small people. Um Alice has a key around her neck, which is Dorothy. Just, or, I'm sorry, Dorothy. American McGee's Alice is Dorothy. It doesn't even look like Dorothy. Like nothing. Like <clears throat> none of this is. This could be literally anything. This. I mean, Judy Garland would probably party like this, but it sure. Does oh, not I mean, absolutely. Like her like, character. This Dorothy. just looks like an AI generated. Like someone was like two goblins. Yes, that's what <laughs> it looks like. Goth <laughs> bondage it, girl. It looks like a real indoor kids 
pervy AI generation. Because also the background in this image is like the background for like a school portrait. Right. Like it's like cloudy <laughs> kind of like soft focus, like yeah, contrast. This, like, this is absolutely their senior photo. <laughs> yeah. Do you think we could do it as a group? We've been so close to school. <laughs> like what is going on, Todd? She's also, I believe, blindfolded with a belt, writhing in yeah. agony with her combat yeah. boots and her frayed. Let's be fair, could be ecstasy. I got it. Okay, like because I, I I keep coming back to the boots, but like I feel like the the look typically with this kind of like aesthetic is like like a thigh high boot or like a heel or something. Yeah. But it's just like Todd was like, no, 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 that's too obvious. I'm going transparent sold combat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, put a goldfish in your transparent. Put a put a Game Boy Oops. color in there, Todd. Like, oh, put a nice. twisted goldfish in there. God. Put two twisted goldfish riding each other. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, so this is Dorothy from Todd McFarlane's Twisted Land of Oz. Dude, this and- is fucking stupid. I, I, to be clear, I mean, we're describing it. I just want to be clear. Like, there's no other way to put it. It's stupid and it's deeply embarrassing how horny and no other thing you are in yeah. this. And like a fetish that like, I'm sure some people have, but it's also kind of like 50 shades of gray style, like fetish where it's like mm. real normal headed, but like yeah, flirting with extreme. I don't know. Todd, Sean baby lives inside Todd McFarlane's head. There is copy for this toy. I'm going to read it to you. Okay. Uh, please feel free to interrupt me at any point uh, when you need uh, just like a care break or uh, or just want to stop the McFarlane barrage. Chapter one. A girl named Dorothy. This sucks, Dorothy said as she studied herself in the full length mirror on the closet door in her bedroom. I'm 18 freaking years old. And if I want to go party on a Friday night. I'll go, she fumed. Oh my God. She pulled her long Let's just stop spring. here. I want everyone to know she's 18 years old. She's 18 years old. It's aged up. Listen, fine. listen, everybody. I'm Todd McFarland. She's 18. God, you're just you're on top of him. She pulled her long, straight black hair away from her face, the fingers of her other hand languidly stroking her high cheekbones before falling away. All her friends at school said she could be a model, and Dorothy believed them. Oh my God. She was tall and wonderfully formed with waist length charcoal hair so black it reflected blue from the overhead light in the room. Okay, I need to interrupt you. Name one characteristic you associate with Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz off the top of your head. Cocaine. Cocaine, obviously. Precocious. Precocious. Physical characteristic. Physical, physical. Uh, Short? Yeah, short. Short pigtails. Uh, I always think of that dress, the very like. Not super... black hair, right? Yeah. But that's no. what makes her edgy. Hair so black, it reflects blue. Hair so black, it's not even quite blue. It's like not even. This is not. This is a completely different character. But the darkness, Merit. The oh red hairs aren't dark. This, is, this could be Snow White. It would be so much. It would make so much more sense. Oh, this is. No, oh, I'm sure. sure. Little this, guys, they're little guys, right. just like the guys. The dwarves. Oh my god! He wanted to draw uh, little sexual men abusing uh, a fantasy character, and he didn't get to oh, Snow it was White. Right there, right there, Todd. Right there for the taking. Sorry, Todd. please continue. Just I like your wife, Todd. Well, I'd say please don't continue. I say burn <laughs> yeah. whatever you're holding. Uh, <clears throat> yes, Dorothy was beautiful, but 
dot, 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 innocent. Uh-huh. Her aunt and uncle, with whom she had lived since childhood, kept her focused and away from what they felt were inappropriate influences. So Dorothy carried a 4.0 average in high school, but had never been on a real date. She knew okay. the boys looked at her in the hallways, the admiration and hunger reflected in their eyes, but she always turned away. That didn't mean, though, that Dorothy didn't have her own secret desires. Though her aunt and uncle did their best to keep her pure, in 2003? That's an impossible ask. Oh, God. Okay, so what <laughs> Todd's doing here... here. <laughs> what Todd's doing here is this old meme where this woman is very, very sexual and desirable, but you're catching her on her first day of just a sexual rampage. Like, she's a complete right. virgin, but right. just <laughs> absolutely good to go, just waiting for the right time. Yeah. God. It's amazing how you didn't study Todd coming into this and let you have nailed him to the wall like a fucking butterfly. You're just curing him and displaying him for future generations to enjoy. That's probably his finish. He's probably is rock that hard. It? Please tell me that's it. <laughs> Uh, See, I flipped. Well, I want more. No, we're almost done. Uh, <laughs> televisions, movies, pop culture, the internet, all were filled with frankly sexual energy. And voluptuous Dorothy, though innocent, still was no prude. But mm-hmm. nothing had made Dorothy feel like she felt the day she and a small group of friends walked giggling past a downtown specialty shop called Disciplinarians. Okay. She grinned and averted her eyes with the rest but the store called to her in places within herself she previously didn't know existed. The following weekend, telling auntie and uncle she was going to visit a friend, Dorothy scraped up all her available cash, saved from her allowance and babysitting gigs, and took the bus back to the city. She stood in front of disciplinarians for several minutes, feeling the blood drain from her hands and feet and her stomach not, God, the writing's so bad, when she could take it no longer, when it was fight or flee. Dorothy wrenched open the door and stepped inside a new universe. Hold on. She's just like at the adult toy store and she's like fight or flee is kicking in. She's like, oh, I got to get that titty belt. No, you mustn't. You must run into the street. I I hope it's fight. I hope she wrenches it open and just fight or flight, bitches. She just fucking starts decking. Show me the titty belts or die. Uh, The disparate but somehow synergistic smells of leather and rubber, I hate you so much, Todd, assaulted her nose as she turned, trying desperately to take it all in. The racks of instruments and clothing and other things she didn't recognize. She did, however, recognize that falling sensation in the center of her being, the sensation that felt like home. And then she saw it and everything around her gelled into hard focus, a burgundy leather corset hanging by itself in a store chock full of competing products. It was as if some unknown being had shined a spotlight on the corset. Dorothy didn't remember walking toward it, grabbing it or taking it to the register and paying the multi pierced and branded young woman behind the counter. She barely remembered reboarding the bus to return to the quiet suburbs of Wichita, (laughs) but she remembered touching that leather for the first time and the shock that traveled down her spine. In the journey so, ahead, to be clear, to be clear, this is an eight thousand word origin story for her <laughs> underpants. <laughs> uh, uh, it, last line in the journey ahead, buying anhydrate at the counter. Some dildos. Other than that, most people kept to themselves. It was kind of just a weird store where you buy dildos. 
<laughs> Dorothy said, I don't think I'm in Kansas anymore. No. No. no that, I'm making that up. I'm making okay. that up. That's, Thank God. The last line is, in the journey ahead, Dorothy would never forget that feeling. And that's... Okay. Uh, Where do the goblins come in? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, you will remember at the start of this, I said chapter one. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So How this, long is the back? Of, is this an attached? <laughs> this is an action figure come attached to a novel? Like, what? <laughs> yes, what? it does. <laughs> oh, Jesus and that's what we're doing here today. Wait, is uh... <laughs> I'm gonna send you. Oh uh, no, chapter two is gonna be like the scarecrow, and he's gonna be like all fucked up. And God, shit, you and... know him so well. Oh, chapter I'm two. Already... Todd's twisted mind palace. You're in his twisted world of Todd McFarlane and you're never going to find your way out because baby, it's too twisted. It's too <laughs> twisted up in here. Oh my God. I just sent you uh, figure number two, the lion before it gets I to you. Would you like to oh, guess? I yearn for Spawn at this point. I wish, God, I wish we were talking about Spawn and Al Simmons and his whole fucking deal. <laughs> remember Spawn, when we were making out. jokes about Todd's wife? Remember how fun that was? That was so much fun. That was so fun. I miss that. I wish we could get back to that place. We can't. We can't. No. It's gone. And much like Kansas, it uh, it's gone, and we're in right, Todd's twisted land of Oz now. Anybody have a guess before you find the the image of the cowardly lion? I mean, Dorothy meets the scarecrow first. In although it could be, it could be a witch. We're gonna say uh, super fit man, shag carpet codpiece, <laughs> uh, just veiny as all shit. Oh my god. Okay, I'm I think Merritt might have got it first. I oh god, I've seen it. Oh, Whoa. it's. I gotta what? be honest, Todd. Kind of, you kind of backed off on the horniness. Yeah, kind of is... took the coward's way out here. Because <laughs> yeah, what don't... we're dealing with is, uh, well, I, yeah, the coward's way out is appropriate because this is the cowardly lion, and he's just a a kind of a buff, scary looking lion. But I wouldn't call him like horny in any way no uh he's very well like covered uh he has a kind of a tabard situation mm. going on um he just looks like a threatening lion man he is like, carrying his own intestines i'll give him that oh yeah wow okay yeah i sort of missed that why is that part he's, of it i think he's just very battle damaged he's got a spear in his back or a harpoon and a sword also stuck in him. Is he a him. zombie? Yeah, he's a zombie. He's, he's could, missing some be, skin. Yeah. Okay. His arms are almost completely gone. They're so just like mangled I down to the muscle. I thought this was going to be like a whole thing. And then Todd was like, no, this guy's just a zombie. He's not part of that whole scene. Yeah, we're doing something different now. Okay, so let's read chapter two, new skin that comes with the lion. He was outside the store. He saw a corset calling to him. (laughs) (laughs) Though his entrails were falling out of a hole, he had to have it. No, no. What what actually goes is, uh, as young Dorothy admired herself in the bedroom mirror on another lonesome Friday night, she reached into her sweater drawer and withdrew her treasure. As she held it in front of herself, her bull terrier, Toto, nosed into her room and stared at her tail wagging and tongue hanging out. Oh, Toto, she exclaimed. You scared me, beautiful. She turned her attention back to the mirror, examining the cut of the corset and feeling the buttery suppleness of the leather. She longed to feel the leather against her bare flesh. She tiptoed out of her bedroom and peered furtively over the railing and down the stairs. 
auntie and uncle were watching network TV, network TV <laughs> on a Friday <laughs> night. Okay. That's, so that's step, step by step. They're enjoying the hit shows step by step. <laughs> 2003. <laughs> the opposite of horny. Can you believe it? They didn't even have the gumption to get cable. Shaking her head. This is all Todd. This is all Todd. Shaking her head. At their, <laughs> the, gumption, at the, not, the gumption to get cable was Todd McFarlane, not was you? Todd McFarlane. His exact, let me read that section again. Auntie and uncle were watching network TV. Network TV on a Friday night. They didn't even have the gumption to get cable. Shaking her head, oh, she strolled back. So oh she shakes God. her head at their lack of, of their cable gumption. Walking squares watching King of Queens. They don't know how to party. Not like me, doing horny shit by yourself in a room in front of a dog. <laughs> God, can I tell you how worried I was when that dog showed up? Like yeah. I was just like, Todd, there's no, Todd, please. Chapter two is still not over, Merritt. Chapter two is not God. over. Shaking her head, she strolled back into her room, locked the door behind her, and drew the curtains. As Toto slept on her twin bed, Dorothy stripped off her ankle-length skirt, sweater, and department Keeps store under- the dog! That's such a bold choice to I mention know. the dog twice during this very sexual moment. Dogs. Dogs. Uh, she stripped off her ankle-length skirt, sweater, and department store undergarments. <laughs> That's a weird detail. Is that like Todd's store. thing? That's Todd's thing. Target panties. That, that has the same energy as, like- like a guy in his 60s saying like co-eds you know <laughs> yeah like, Ooh, a co-ed huh? she took off her female panties <laughs> she took off her walmart briefs the, the gumption store brand underwear is like those paintings of of women who are carrying groceries with like a baguette and like green sticking out of the paper bag and their underwear falls off like that's <laughs> yeah that's the same energy uh, Dorothy stood naked, her voluptuous, untouched body nearly steaming in the cool air of her bedroom. Un- untouched, like he Un- had to. He had to bring that up. He had, had to bring to. it up. Yeah, let's say, I know what you're thinking. She's been around the block or two. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Pristine. No HPV. I checked. I got McFarland. <laughs> Nobody's hardly even listened to her getting railed. It's it's amazing. <laughs> uh, as she wraps the corset around her, another shock, even more intense than the first one she experienced in the store, traveled sinuously down her spine into her core. She shivered as she cinched the corset tight around her midsection. She stared down at her spiders. She was not expecting that. <laughs> I am Todd McFarlane, scarier than you could ever imagine. <laughs> She, she stared down at herself, feeling the leather against her skin, trying to find the courage to look across the room and into the mirror. One, two, three, she mumbled to herself, jerking her head up on three. Wow, she gasped, stunned. Dorothy was ravishing. As she stepped toward the mirror, she felt a small tremor in the house and then nothing. Toto woofed in his sleep, stretched, and was quiet. The cut of the corset was fantastic. Its edges cupping her breasts... So tight, it cut grooves into her flesh, making her already small waist even tinier and accentuating her hips. She smiled a secret smile. A secret smile. A secret (laughs) smile. All alone in her room for herself. She hid it even from the dog. Who's still there watching? (laughs) Who's into it? Who you know is into it. I'm Todd McFarlane. I'm the dog. I'm the dog in this story. 
When she did the quick turn, I really thought that he was going to describe how her boobs like had to catch up to her or like mm-hmm. wobbled past her as she stopped and had to like settle into place. I was like, here it mm-hmm. comes. Mm-hmm. Here comes the boob wobble. No, good job, Todd. Well, he did go with uh, edges cupping her breasts a couple lines well, later. Oh, sure. Sure. I guess that's a down step. I would I have liked I could... to have known whether or not someone had touched them, is all taught. Maybe next time, tell us if someone's had their hands on those boobs. Her mint in package breasts. <laughs> that's how Todd would understand it. Mm-hmm. I just got taught off. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, w- I wish I could pull it even tighter, she began, just as a massive shock hit the house, knocking Dorothy to the floor where Toto fell beside her, howling, What the hell? She heard her uncle roar. She imagined him she imagined him catapulting off his recliner, the customary Budweiser he held in his crotch, splashing over the fake velour of his recliner. She was still trying to struggle to her feet when the final blast struck and everything went black. God damn, that normie piece of shit, her uncle. <laughs> and that's the end of the, the package copy on the Cowardly Lion. What? Oh my god, no, nothing to do with the lion. Or that, was that him up. crashing in? Was that him like b- breaking into the house? He's like, I smell corset. <laughs> I will pierce the membrane between dimensions to get to that sweet untouched titty me. Oh God. Okay. Wow. That was, that's not, that was a garden path uh, sentence. Um, oh God. What fresh horrors at this point are there? Oh, okay. Well, we're going to continue on with uh, with the chapter three, A Road Less Traveled. Uh, I think I'm becoming, uh, because of this Todd content from 20 years ago, I think I'm becoming like anti like sex now. I think I'm, I'm like one of <laughs> well, those that's young the right people reaction. on Twitter who is like, I didn't consent to any of this, you know, to Todd <laughs> sort of spinning out his whole thing in public. I've been uh, anti-sex uh, since I saw his Dorothy. I will never fuck again. <laughs> Mark my words. <laughs> and now, okay, so we're going to skim a little bit. I'm, okay. I'm not so cruel as to make you read this uh, entire thing across all the toy line packages because it is 10,000 words long. Oh my God. Did, are we <laughs> sure that he wrote it? This this smells like Todd. I, like, yeah. I don't want to... I, I don't want to... Todd about it. <laughs> this, this reeks of a guy, of a comic book guy who came up in the 80s and really wants to be part of the bondage scene, but like mm. has to go to fucking Encyclopedia Britannica to look up bondage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like somebody let me in. <laughs> I want to do this, but I don't know what it is. Is it just—is a Chinese finger trap the start? <laughs> is it corset? I think it's corset. I guess <laughs> that's the that's the hardest goddamn thing Todd came up with was wearing a corset. I love the the contempt for the uncle, how he's like, yeah. they're watching network TV and he's got his like stupid Budweiser and his fake velour. And it's like, it all, that feels phony. It feels like a fake contempt. Like he's yeah. like, what do, kid, what do kids do? Oh, they hate their parents. They hate like normal shit. Right. Okay, I'm, I'm betting this is Todd's self-insert. I'm betting all of this mm. was like, this is how Todd punishes himself as they, <laughs> he's sitting there on his velour recliner watching fucking step-by-step step with his Budweiser. And it's like, God, I'm such a piece of shit. I wish some beautiful young girl would, would hate me. I used to be so cool. I used to wear leather jackets. Watch my wife just go to town on fellas. 
He's going to sue us. <laughs> right. He sues so many people. Oh, rightfully so. We keep saying we're the last comedy website. He it's sued, been a dare this whole he time. Sued the guy who he named Spawn after. <laughs> he did. He did. What? Sued Al Simmons. What, what is this? Why? Okay. Apparently, he sued Al Simmons, who is the guy who he got the name for Spawn from, because Al Simmons released a book called The Art of Being Spawn in which he suggested that his own life was the inspiration for the Spawn character, because I guess the real Al Simmons died and went to hell, and then Malabogia was like, hey, do you want to like go back and be my <laughs> warrior or whatever? And he was like, yeah, bet. Wow. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> he, he was such good friends with the guy, he named the character after him, and apparently may have based some of the backstory of Al Simmons on the guy. But then the he sued them not for lying about or diminishing the brand of Spawn, but because it was the breach of a non-disclosure contract, he made Al Simmons <laughs> sign. About Incredible. Spawn. So he could never tell anybody that he was secretly Spawn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the fucking Todd oh, father, everybody. Todd. He All might right, sue us for like describing the likeness of his toys, which we don't own. I bet that's what the lawsuit will be. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting to ponder. What's the, what's the next one? Uh, okay, so they, here I'm going to start skimming a little because here's the craziest part of the entire thing. Dorothy wakes up in Oz, right? Okay. And I'm, I'm. what do you think Todd McFarlane's Oz is like? Like American McGee's Alice plus nothing. <laughs> yeah, like kind of like Tim Burton-y, but like without the charm. Yeah, just like I bet there's like little guys with like like riding each other around, and um, yeah, I yeah, those uh, are probably the Munchkins for sure, the little yeah. sex fetish. Oh dwarves. right, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, yeah, um, and then there's like all kinds of like fucked up characters and stuff. Oh, they're so wild. <laughs> It's, it's like the ones you know, but like they're bleeding. It's oh, like, yeah. wow, can you imagine if someone like did like a twisted version of Wizard of Oz? That's what it would be like. Yeah, uh, the Tin no. Man's probably like a real fuckable milk machine. <laughs> no. Wait, no, no, and no. Uh, it's exactly uh, the Wizard of Oz, but with all, all of the interesting parts removed. Okay, perfect. Uh, <laughs> So Dorothy wakes up in Oz. Uh, to be clear, that means the mechanic was not a tornado here. It was a magical corset uh, that was wrong. <laughs> Sweet Jesus, Dorothy said as she began to comprehend her situation. Very clearly, Dorothy was no longer in Kansas. Do you like his reinterpretation of that? Uh, Very clearly, Dorothy she was does, no longer. If she takes her corset off, would she transport back into our world? Because that's pretty cool how like variations of nudity or how she like jumps through dimensions dimension <laughs> dorothy the dimensional stripper uh that, <laughs> that seems beyond that seems too hardcore for todd uh the last thing dorothy remembered was standing naked but for her glorious corset oh my god, god damn it she looked down at herself and was immediately relieved to she to see she was again though mysteriously fully clothed sensing a comforting constriction around her midsection dorothy touched her stomach and gasped the rich leather corset was still attached, though hidden beneath Thank her sweater. God. Trapped in a strange new world, unsure of where to go or what to do, the corset exerted its power, calming Dorothy. And then, okay, so is the corset a metaphor for her, trapped in a strange world, covered by a sweater? 
<laughs> I think it's a metaphor for uh, Todd Horny Todd no, not know how to express. That makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, he's expressing his horniness. I don't think there's any mistake there, but <laughs> but but not in a use usable direction for right. anybody. I, th- I feel like including Todd, like this reads like frustrated. I'm trying to get off, and I can't figure out how to. Re- <laughs> <laughs> what do I want? Yeah, what is this? It's not how doing do it, this? Todd. God, this is so fucking weird. I'm really glad we're doing this podcast. <laughs> and then a voice from the growling dusk. Beautiful turn of phrase. The growling dusk. Mm-hmm. Hello, is anyone out there? Came a voice in what Dorothy recognized as a clipped British accent. A fierce growl ripped from Toto's throat and she froze in a sudden premonition of coming horror. But it was too late. Coming horror at the clipped British accent that said, Hello, is anyone out there? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know what to say to this. This is it's so bad in in too many directions. Is this what is the the fig the the toy for this? Uh, one? We are getting to your next toy. Uh, it's also way too wordy for like copy on an action figure. Like this could have eighty percent of this could have been cut. Yeah, I want it. It doesn't even tell me what Dorothy's energy projection statistic yeah. is. Like, I need to know this stuff, right? A very good point. <laughs> right. This is where you should know what these toys can do. And apparently, it's not come. <laughs> when I was a kid, you could get a He Man toy, and He Man would come with a little, little baby comic book. And it is probably like less words than this by far. And you'd have a whole adventure. Like He-Man would, you know, meet his friends, yeah, go fight He-Man somebody. He-Man would, would get caught by Skeletor yeah. and then he'd have to stand under this big skull while like some kind of slime dripped down on him. And that's totally different from what Todd is trying to do here. It's much more erotic for one thing. Yeah, it's um, pretty hot. I was going to say, like maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe there's something to that. Yeah. Well, this this yeah. evokes nothing to like, I, no part of my imagination is activated other than like, no, of course, this like raging You could do it MRI of my brain like, and none of it would be yeah. glowing, you know? Whereas a He-Man comic book, you're like, oh, these are, this gives me a lot of great ideas for He-Man adventures. I don't know what right. I'm supposed to do with these Dorothy toys. Yeah. What are, what is. I know what Todd okay. wants me to do with them. No, but, what? Oh, come on, Todd. Todd, <laughs> you could have made. Okay. Hold on. It's Todd McFarlane's Scarecrow. All right. Okay. I gotta pull my laptop up to my face because I can't even tell what's happening in this picture. This He's is... just a zombie. It's just a zombie. But it's yeah. a zombie scarecrow with a scythe and what is is that a gun or just a pile of sticks? Oh, like it's like the, the T bar that he's on. I think it's his post. Yeah, it's his okay. post. But uh, as we can see, Todd. Todd is already out of ideas. Uh, his one idea was horny corset. Right. And uh, he started writing, rewriting The Land of Oz uh, with one difference, horny corset. And he got no other places. Yeah. So this scarecrow, he's, he's just all fucked up. It looks like a very haphazardly made scarecrow came to life. He's got like a hat stuck to his stick. He's... One of his legs uh, doesn't have his pant leg left, and it's just like 50 sticks tied together, all messed up. He's got two crows on him, which is ironic, I guess, because okay. he's okay. not scaring them. I want... This is... Yeah, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Okay, no, I was just going to say, I right now, <clears throat> I'm doing an experiment, which is... Uh, I went to a website called rule34.xxx and searched Scarecrow. Okay. And 
over 300 results came up. So like people have done this. It's not like Todd got to Scarecrow and was like, oh, I can't make the Scarecrow horny. There's no way that I could do that. Because um, 300 it's people like have. Straw man. At, well, to be fair to Todd, though, a lot of these just do appear to be naked anime girls. And I don't know how those are Scarecrows. But, um, but like he gave up so quick. You know, he's only like, interested in the one thing you can tell the one where, thing. And then he was like, oh, fuck, I have to do with the rest of these guys. All right. You fine, can tell especially zombies. because the Cowardly Lion's entire package was still devoted to Dorothy, not yeah. quite jacking off in a corset. Right. <laughs> instead like, of instead I've of seen, any. Look, Todd, I've been on the Internet. I've seen like jacked lions with like huge dicks they were right there there's a lot of them if you just go and search for that so like you could have done something like that but you you're too cowardly yeah just like the line oh there it is it's a metaphor just like the corset that's todd putting himself in there Uh, (laughs) so yeah this scarecrow's real first draft this is like if you asked a very untalented artist make me an edgy scarecrow and they just had 20 minutes it's yeah it's a party city decoration Yep. It's it's not it's absolutely nothing. And the entire this is where see you would expect Todd to at least do his one thing, which is twisted version of the Land of Oz, which is, you know, the title of the toys. Uh, but no, he does just exactly the Wizard of Oz from here on out. Uh, the three shapes, one skinny, one medium sized and one large moved forward far enough for Dorothy and Toto to see them more clearly. Dorothy gasped and Toto growled again at what stood before them. It was like something from a fairy tale. A massive lion cowered toward the rear. His yellowish, his yellowish eyes turned toward the ground. A pile of scrap metal that vaguely resembled a medieval suit of armor with friendly blue eyes. And a pile uh, of straw and sticks that gazed at her curiously with its small head cocked sideways. Jesus. I, I want to make a comment that it, it, it's something like a fairy tale is a pretty dumb thing to say when the things are like from a fairy tale. Like, and we know the fairy tale they're from. Uh-huh. It's a real ready player to line is my point. <laughs> it totally is. It's like something from a video game. Yeah. Oh yeah you... Listen, reader, uh, reader. The, the, it's just like Last Starfighter. If you've seen Last Starfighter, I, I, I'm done describing it because it's like that. Okay, moving on. Uh, you might notice that none of these are described as their twisted selves. They're just exactly Wizard of Oz, uh, right. but less. Dorothy looked at the strange trio and rubbed her corset. She waited to see their intentions. They moved closer, the scrap pile coming... (laughs) He won't. He won't ever. The scrap pile coming closest and attempting to kneel slowly, his rusty joints fighting against him in a squeal of tortured metal. There's there's Todd trying to get horny again. Mm -hmm. He looked at her kindly and spoke in soothing British tones again. My name is Nicky Chops. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't make that up. My name is Nicky Chops, my dear. What? And these are my friends, Lion and Scarecrow. Some folks call me the Tin Woodman, and that's fine too. Who might you be? Oh, God. Wait, wait. Why is he Nicky Chops? The drummer for Poison. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know enough about Poison to, uh, to dispute that. <laughs> wait. Did Todd just? Why did Todd make up a name for the Tin Man, but not what? <laughs> yeah, why the other two? The other well, two, the other two are just Scarecrow, and he's immediately like, "Oh, but you could just call me the Tin." Is this like his friend who's like, "Hey, I'll put I'll put your name in here. Don't worry, I'm going to put you in an action figure." Uh, I got you. She, I will she, fucking sue you if you tell anybody. <laughs> 
<laughs> Maybe we can come to some sort of agreement. Uh, you know what that is. She's re- she's ready. She's waiting. Uh, Dorothy says, um, my name is Dorothy Windtower, and this is my dog, Toto, she replied. I don't I don't think her name was Dorothy Windtower. It doesn't sound right, but I, it doesn't I sound can't right. dispute it. I can't, I can't dispute it and don't care to, because you're not going to be Nikki Chops. Uh, <laughs> as they traveled along the winding road toward Emerald City, the five got to know each other quite well. In the end, it wouldn't be well enough, but they had a delightful journey nonetheless. Oh my God, the yada yada, the adventure. <laughs> The yada yada, wow. the adventure. <laughs> there are a few more paragraphs. Of the corset, two, <laughs> introducing the characters you already knew from watching The Wizard of Oz, and then one sentence for the adventure. <laughs> uh, there are actually pages and pages and more paragraphs. I've read everyone uh, a couple of times to prepare for this. Literally nothing happens. They just walk <laughs> down the road and they describe walking down the road. They see some trees. They look at a waterfall. Nothing, nothing weird about it. Uh, it kind of looks like a jungle, well, the, this land of Oz. And, you know, the, the yellow brick road, it's not, you know, yellow, yellow. It's just kind of a yellowish color. Mm. And they go, uh, lions, tigers, and bears. Oh, fuck. Because <laughs> no. it's edgy. Uh, no, it's exactly. They don't even do that. It's completely tame uh, with the entire adventure removed. They literally, from this point forward, walk straight down the yellow brick road and hit the Emerald City, which is where... We come back up. They hit the Emerald City. Uh, they meet okay. the, the gates. The gates are guarded by the flying monkeys and uh, a midget. Uh, his words, not mine. Okay. Uh, I, I guess I, that's I, the twisted part. I hate to bring it up, uh, but I'm going to mention the corset again. Uh, does that ever come back? Uh, she does. Uh, let me pull a line here. My God, Dorothy mumbled, unconsciously rubbing the corset. She turned to the scarecrow. Is that Emerald City? Uh, that's... That's, that's the only other appearance. It's happening. No, no, it, there are <laughs> like, more appearances, but it's just her rubbing the corset okay. all the time. It's like a security blanket. So is this Todd just wanting to get, like, be like, yeah, it is Wizard of Oz still. Don't worry, they go on adventure or whatever happens. And then they get to the Emerald City, and now shit gets really fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Is that what, how this plays out? It's, it seems uh, like it's Wizard of Oz with, like a, like, a naughty secret. A two out of ten naughty secret. She's got like some fancy underwear on under there. Yeah, Fucking like, Todd McFarlane can't what? hide his ass from you guys. <laughs> You're getting everything. hundred percent like, right. Like, okay. Like you show me this, this picture of like Dorothy as like a BDSM goblin fiend. And then it's like, okay, so I guess she goes to Oz, but it's like, oh, everyone there is like Hellraiser or something. And it's like, no, 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 none of that. No, it's just the Wizard of Oz, but she does happen to be wearing a corset underneath her clothes. Right. What? How did this get made? This isn't someone's (laughs) fan fiction that they just put up on uh, their site in 2003. Mm -hmm. This was a line of products that was sold in stores that you could buy with money. Todd McFarlane was like golden, I guess. This was 2003, too. This is like peak. To I guess nobody wanted to tell him no at this point. Yes, and nobody wanted to edit, or he would sue them if they tried to edit his genius. I just I don't understand any of this. Uh, Dorothy does find. I'll read you this short section. We're coming to towards the end here. The road had become less yellowish and even more brown as it was covered by dirt and debris. <laughs> Suddenly, Toto leapt forward and dashed toward a small bundle barely visible along the side of the road. 
Dorothy followed him and saw what appeared to be a pair of silver boots just lying there in the dust. As she looked closer, she glimpsed the letters D-O-R scratched into the earth before trailing off into the unintelligible. It was as if someone or something had left the silver boots for her to find. Or perhaps Toto had accidentally scratched something in the ground that she was misinterpreting. What? What? (laughs) I love when we react the same. This is just fucking nothing. So so instead of ruby slippers, she gets silver boots because she's going to her... 1995 rave and like <laughs> she doesn't know if someone left him for her or if the dog suddenly learned how to spell the first three letters of her name the dog learned <laughs> shitty english yeah <laughs> and she dismissed that toto probably did that God, i mean it's weird do that. i love how like the there's not even the an edgy element to the characters too they're like hi we're super friendly guys just like the other right. wizard of oz people it's not like you know i'm a chain smoking lion or whatever i don't i don't know and i'm a really horny tin man right that's why they call me ricky chops (laughs) i'll split you right in half (laughs) (laughs) oh this is gold that that poor todd mcfarley would never be capable of somewhere if he is listening to this in preparation for a lawsuit he's like god damn it god damn is there so so like the witches just aren't involved the witches are not in this Okay. Uh, actually, nothing yes. is in this except for what you've already seen, and uh, the flying monkeys, and the the Emerald City, and the wizard himself. They go directly. She one munchkin. She transports to Oz based on her magical corset. Uh, continues yeah. to feel it up the entire time while the exact same plot of Wizard of Oz happens, but much much less and tamer. And then she gets to to hear. Uh, now, if you guessed that Todd really comes to life when it's time to describe a girl's boots, okay. you were correct. <laughs> See, I want, I, I want to stop you here. I, I feel like if this was a transition. No, I, I, I've got to stop you because I feel like I have a note for Todd. If if she landed here, and I mean, obviously this is her first day as like a, a goth, like BDSM girl, whatever she is. If If this journey was her transition into like, like a full scene stir. Like she got like some nipple rings along the way or like some, some tattered fishnets and like just kind of put her outfit and her look together along the way. I feel like that's like something. I don't know. Maybe sure. the only thing that's special about this story is that she is perving out over this corset. And other than that, it's, it's just a pretty by the numbers Wizard of Oz reimagining. And so I, I feel like that's, I guess, my note for Todd is that maybe, maybe she could find herself and find her new personality on this journey. Maybe uh, after you spend, I'm going to assume hundreds of thousands of dollars making molds for these very elaborate toys, <laughs> you could do something aside from write about how you're horny for corsets God, and 18 yeah. right. year olds and their feet and then no other things. <laughs> Tell us about the boots. Uh, regardless, the boots were dot, 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 incredible. <laughs> Vaguely resembling the combat sold eight eye lace ups that had been in style some years previously. These boots had massive soles and straps instead of laces. But the color, Dorothy thought to herself, was unlike anything she'd ever seen. It was dazzling, as if some alchemist had turned the sun silver and captured its essence on leather. God, that's so Come cool. On, <laughs> uh, she bent, picked the boots up, and felt a pleasant jolt of energy run up her arm. She held the right boot against her right foot, and it appeared to be the correct size. Inside of her left boot, she felt a rattle and pulled out a key on a chain. She picked the boots up, perhaps deep inside her, recognizing them for the talismans they were, and rejoined oh the rest of the group. 
Oh my god. This sucks. This sucks. It would be so less bad. bad if it were like if it would be less bad if it were just straight up more horny. And mm-hmm. I don't even know why, but like if they was just like, oh, she found some stiletto heels and put them on. It's like <gasps> somehow that would be less bad because I could at least like comprehend that. Right. Like it would make more sense to me. Poor, I'm telling you, poor Todd didn't know how to be horny. Like he he, <laughs> he discovered the start of it and he was like, I have to put this down. I don't and know the people have goes. to know. The end point. Is there some kind of natural conclusion that this builds to? I don't know. I'm Todd McFarlane. No one taught me how sex works. <laughs> did you know 18 year old girls? And oh, that's as far as is I've gotten. But did you know? Somehow? The chains i know there's i know chains that's my thing right. i did that so chains maybe keys blocks <laughs> something i don't know of course this it, is no a horny high schooler's idea of a like of how a is girl. spawn like I, the way i remember spawn that had more like bdsm imagery in it than this does or like more coherent aesthetic right. you know i agree so he's he's sprawled all of this across his entire toy line i'm sending you the tin woodman now all right god come on fuckable milking machine (laughs) that would be something have you been conditioned to expect something from todd mcfarland so far it's just gonna be like a beat up woodsman it's just gonna be like uh, kind of rusty shitty robot Zombie. Yep, you got his ass. Oh, you got absolutely a shitty robot zombie. Jesus, this sucks. This is a full (laughs) junk bot. I think it's got like a human brain. It looks kind of like it does. Yeah, an exposed human brain. Yeah, like just he's got like a metal asymmetrical legs and arms. He kind of looks like Lord Zed from Power Rangers because of the brain. Can we agree? He's nothing. He's nothing. Oh, he's not he's, very close. It doesn't even to look nothing. like Todd made this. Like it just looks like because <clears throat> Todd's stuff, like at least say what you will about his typical work, but it has an aesthetic to it. This is just nothing. It's almost like he submitted that drawing of Dorothy to the toy designers, <laughs> and they were like, "What the fuck is this?" And he was like, <laughs> "It's uh, it's the Wizard of Oz. Look, I'm, look, here's the other things." And this fucking are. thing walked up to her with a chipper British accent. This pile of junk. Right. Like, assembled to look like Skeletor. He's kind of got Hello. like a hockey mask I'm, face. I'm Nicky Chops. <laughs> Hello, I'm Nicky Chops. Look at me brain. <laughs> look at me brain and me claw arm. I got a claw for me right hand. But there's Ain't no way you would do anything other than fight this thing. Like, this is you just... Run... Yeah, where's the fight or flight now, Dorothy? Yeah. That's reserved exclusively for dildos. <laughs> Walks into the dildo store and is like, Jesus, I'm going to have to fucking throw <laughs> down. <laughs> and then sees the brain like cyborg junk robot and is like, oh, sure, man. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, Nikki Chops. I'll hang out. Condition like, only to fight dicks. That's that's her. <laughs> like if you got near this thing, you'd get tetanus. Like he's just covered yeah, in rusty, so rusty, jagged metal. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So they get they get who to the built, Emerald City. Stop. Who built it? That's what I want to know. Like, what <laughs> fucking monster built this thing and said, "Yes, this." <laughs> You're, and I named the Nikki Chops. <laughs> <laughs> what have you done? Why have you made me? <laughs> oh, that's all right. Let me tune your charming British accent. 
Oh, hello. Hello, I want to die. I do. <laughs> Life is agony. He's <laughs> got uh, tubes and shit coming out of him. It's this thing that... <laughs> This thing runs on fluids? It's just a nightmare. It's just a Powered nightmare. by children's suffering. <laughs> all right. So they get to the Emerald City. This is all in the back of the Tim Woodman okay. toy. Uh, they get to the Emerald City. They almost have a confrontation with the flying monkeys who guard it, but then they don't, and they are let inside. Oh, good. It's so important to keep those stakes and conflict low mm-hmm. in fiction, because... Otherwise, your reader's going to be interested. <laughs> and they, yeah, they, they just almost get into a disagreement with them. And then Dorothy finds that key from the boots and is like, hey, is this something? They're like, oh, yeah, go in. Uh, I'm, oh, that's almost word for word. What? Uh, Maybe the DOR was for door, like a like a door you open. Oh, door yeah, key. Door. The dog just can't Maybe. spell. Yeah, the dog oh, can't dog. spell door. <laughs> fucking dipshit. Go hang out with your uncle and watch network TV fucking moron sheep but you're fucking tgif right toto <laughs> disgust me god ordinary fucking people normie ass dog <laughs> so they're shown into the wizard skyscraper uh they go up while dorothy rubs the corset the entire time the entire elevator ride that's important uh and here's uh todd mcfarland's toto let's uh let me get oh, toto sent to you guys this is the How about some guesses? Get changed. Uh, well, they said bull terrier, so I bet it's just like a real tough looking, like pit fighting dog with like a massive right. hog. The dog <laughs> would have to come with, like, I'm thinking of like the logic of action figures. And like, if it's just like a dog sized dog, it would have to like come with something or mm. like it's a jet ski. some kind of mutant. It's been mutated. It's a mutant dog. And God damn it. You're so good at this dog. game. Yeah, it's not a game, but you're so good at it. You're winning. It couldn't just be a little dog because that would be like an accessory. It probably wouldn't be mm-hmm. posable. It's got to be like a, you know, like an Earthworm Jim when like his dog friend got all fucked up and mad and like turned into like a big monster. And no one remembers this but me. God damn it. Yeah, um, I think that's, I don't that's that what all. he looks like. <laughs> fucking dots, total ass. <laughs> you have it mounted above your fireplace. <laughs> Do you? Did you get the real one? Let me see this. Oh my wow. god. <laughs> what the fuck? A hundred every <laughs> single word you said. What am I nothing but correct. Like, this is a flesh demon. This is this Toto? Even, this looks like a frog monster. Yeah, that's a frog. It's a Star Wars. Someone's riding this through Moss Eisley. It's almost exactly uh, it's got a little writer that uh it just has nothing to do with anything because again, people wouldn't buy just the dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost exactly Earthworm Jim's dog, but Hellraiser it's, version. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that little guy on the back is is a perfect Todd McFarlane toy, where it's just like <laughs> like kind of a skinny guy, but just like a million little lines, like a thousand. He's so spots. vascular, and yeah, super veiny. And wait, I don't think he has legs. He's uh, like yeah, mounted. I think in you're right. Yeah. He's Maybe just like a torso riding this dog. Twisted is this like a frog shit. dog centaur? I think that's what we're looking at. Is he that's a, what we're looking but at. But he has a little saddle, so. That could be a corset. That's true. <laughs> could be. He, he's connected. His flesh is fused, but then he's got this little sexy oh, corset. Oh, yeah. Thing. This sucks. The dog has like, <laughs> like, um, the clockwork orange eye things, but like on its mouth. Yeah, you know, to keep its mouth open for some reason. Got to keep that mouth open, <laughs> so that it can't fully close it, which is the big threat of the dog. Right? I guess. Like what? It's also uh, it feels like his his head is sort of in Kai's power goo, like pulled back 
and then like <laughs> kind of like bundled. <laughs> yeah, it's like it has flesh braids. Like someone's yeah. like pulled its sk- loose skin up into like pigtails. It is a hundred percent like late nineties like stoner kids doodle. Right. Yeah. That you would get in trouble and be sent to the vice principal's yeah. office or the nurse's office for counseling. Theodore McFarlane, what are you doing drawing in your math notebook? This is and why are disgusting. you in this class? You're 40 years old, probably. Yeah. Why are you rock hard? <laughs> <laughs> is this what does it for? The mouth thing on the dog? Oh, is that what that's for? Really? God. Uh, okay, so that that's Toto. What comes with Toto is uh, a lot of horniness again, now that Dorothy has met the wizard. Uh, I'm going to skim through this because it's rough. Uh, the portion, the, Just a quick description of the wizard. Uh, the portions of the wizard's skin that were visible appeared rutted and creased like dried hamburger left in the sun. Physically, <laughs> he was revolting, but he had a presence, a strange no. magnetism no. everyone no. in the room could feel. No. He strode across the room to stand directly in front of Dorothy. She looked at him, cringing at his physical appearance, but strangely attracted to his formidable presence. Uh, Dorothy swallowed rapidly, unsure how to react to the wizard's dot, dot, dot proximity. She worked enough saliva into her mouth to speak. Oh, my God. I don't know how I ended up in this land, but Toto and I came here to request your help in returning to our home in Kansas. Her speech sounded oddly formal, but it seemed right. Todd she got had the urge out to spit in his mouth, to spit in his <laughs> dirty mouth. <laughs> in his dry, dry, wrinkled old mouth. The wizard reached out casually and touched Dorothy's midsection, causing a ripple to course through oh. her body. She shivered uncontrollably. I've been awaiting your arrival, dear girl, awaiting you for years, he said, his voice growing more hoarse. Years. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, that's what every woman wants to hear. <laughs> I've been horny for so long. Oh, for geez, I don't even know if it's going to work anymore. Oh, it's probably going <laughs> to squirt dust. I'm going to fill you with dust. <laughs> Dried hamburger dust, baby. It's all I got to offer. Uh, the entire world seemed to dilate to a pinpoint for Dorothy. 18 years of life had brought her to this time, to this place, to this man, for want of a better oh. term. Really emphasize that she's 18 again. Nothing else existed in this time and place. Not the Tin Woodman, not the Lion, not the Scarecrow, not even Toto, who she loved dearly. Just the wizard and Dorothy and the power that was brewing between them. And the four people watching who I just met. (laughs) (laughs) Which is Todd's thing. The wizard leaned in even closer. Any closer and he'd be inside her skin. Remove your top, he said quietly. (laughs) No. Yes. No, you made yes. that up. No, he didn't. No, didn't. <laughs> Remove your it's top. Not real. Remove it's not your real. top. It's impossible. He said quietly. Uh, <laughs> whoa, 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 what? Dorothy stammered. I said, remove your top, the wizard said again. Oh, hold on. Is this on the back of this fucking melted face dog toy? Yes, it is. Oh, <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, oh, let me hold on. This, I'm not even done with this with the with the sentence. I said, "Remove your top." The wizard said again, "Your true power, Dorothy, lies beneath." Oh, Jesus! Oh. Finally, the corset reveals its true power. 
Uh, she pulled her top over her head in one motion and dropped it, forgotten at her feet. She bared herself proudly to the wizard, the rich leather of her corset gleaming in the low light. Very good, the wizard said and backed away a step. <laughs> Today is a magical day in the Emerald City, a day that will be spoken about in hushed tones until the sun no longer rises. This is is the day that lady took off her shirt. Everyone rejoice! (laughs) (laughs) That's That's what happened. Literally, that's all that happened is she took off her shirt and he turned to the room and said, Today is a magical day in the Emerald City! (laughs) We're having a parade. I haven't seen full titties, but there's a good, it's like 60, 55% of them I can see. (laughs) <laughs> a day that will spoke about in hushed tones until the sun no longer rises Oz oh is a magical land and that power is concentrated in me an earth creature now the moment I've awaited as it is at hand another earth creature has come to join me here and I welcome him. Oz is a Fuck. land of granted wishes but you see the wishes granted aren't always the ones asked you may not what be the- granted what you wish for but you always get what you deserve so she changed into a corset after all that buildup, and it's like, yeah, that's the fucking climax and the denouement. It's fucking hooray. <laughs> uh, now he says the silver boots are talismans put where only you would find them, which again is the side of the road. And they even mentioned that they were talismans earlier. So that's not even a shock. <laughs> the time is now to put them on or not. The decision is solely yours and there'll be no going back once your decision has been made. He gave her a minute. And as is the fallacy of the human condition, thanks for waxing on that, Todd. You're qualified. Uh, the largest <laughs> the largest decisions often receive the least amount of thought. Dorothy felt the heat from her corset, okay, and stared into the wizard's bug-like green eyes, feeling his power, his dominion. She never hesitated. Oh. She removed her sensible walking shoes. It has been 150 words, Todd. She hesitated. <laughs> Uh, Toto moved toward her, whining quietly. Uh, he put his paw on her arm, perhaps to stop her, but Dorothy shrugged him off. She grasped the thick-soled silver boots and began putting them on. All hell broke loose. What the fuck? What? Uh, that was what came with Toto. I'm not even going to send you the wizard toy because it's some real basic-ass shit. Uh, I think he was trying to let Neil Gaiman sue him back because it's just Dream of the Endless uh, okay. with a little... Dressed kind of formally, a little mechanical mm. mask. It's not. It's not even his idea, and it's nothing. Now Dorothy was really attracted to him unconventionally. How about you? Uh, since you're not going to show us, you just got to like tell us on a scale of one to ten how erotic did you find it to be? Mm-hmm. Like, if he looked like dried hamburger everywhere else, uh, I'd say that brings him down a peg to like a seven. Okay. Okay. But, uh, but if he his- really wears the hell out of that that fucking frock coat. And uh, and mask. So if he told you to remove your top, you would you would do it? No, I wouldn't do it, <laughs> but I would be flattered. Okay. And if he told I'm, you to put on these silver talisman boots of '90s uh, rave, would you would you do it? Yeah, I'd feed him my feet for sure. Okay. Okay. Excellent. I just let him let him let him eat them feet. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Merritt. Hi, it's nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> Todd was apparently going to make a Wizard of Oz movie at one point. That, it was this. He was going to. This, this was the, going to be a movie. Uh, yeah, he got. I believe it got optioned. I believe he got paid for it. Dakota uh, Fanning was supposed to play Dorothy. Yep, they possibly. started casting for it. Wow. It was really going to happen. This 
was that movie. This was what they sold what? to the people is, making that movie. This is less than half an idea. <laughs> and the one idea is I'm horny for 18 year old girls. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe how little there is here. <laughs> you, if you had the most normal headed people in the world sit down and said, Hey, we're going to brainstorm an edgy wizard of Oz. 10 minutes later, you would have more than this. Not <laughs> yes. just better, but more like but more. Absolutely better. But I, I just, if nothing else, believe. because there's 800 things in the wizard of Oz that are not in this. And here she flashes in on the yellow brick road. Nothing happens. She meets immediately the three people she needs to walk straight to the city and gets horny yeah. for the wizard. And then, and then takes off her shirt. Not all the way, just to her corset, which is the main character of the story, I guess. Well, you, you're forgetting about the foot thing. Todd's discovering the foot thing because uh, okay. the next one that comes with the wizard, this is the back of the wizard. You see, it was the boots in combination with the corset that brought forth her power. Okay. <laughs> Dorothy and her inner unspoken needs was the source of the power. The boots and corset were the conduit. The wizard was the director. Remember, the magical power of Oz is discretionary. It can be harnessed as the wizard did, but its fundamental nature cannot be changed. And that nature can be cruel to those born into cruelness and debauchery. You always get what you deserve. What? So yeah. what is happens that next? it? No, is no, that no. That? Okay. Uh, this is the last bit, the home stretch here. Such was the case with the osmic power coursing through Dorothy, channeled by the talented hands of the wizard. The ugly core of all those in the great ballroom was brought kicking and screaming to the surface. Uh, let's skip to the lion, a meat creature coming to the Emerald City in search of courage, became what he had been in a previous existence outside of Oz. A mercenary crusader who abandoned his brothers in the heat of battle. Fierce though he may look, the lion now is forced to wear a permanent mark of shame. The enemy's weapons that pierce his entrails in his hand. He will ex exist in excruciating pain for the remainder of his mortal life. Fuck. That's the toy. No. No foreshadowing at all. Just That's sort of like, oh yeah, this guy used to be a mercenary and he died and became a lion in Oz. And now because Dorothy was horny for the old man, he is going to just be in agony forever. That's exactly, I can't believe what you said is exactly 100% correct. But that's, <laughs> that's, that's fucking Todd. This is, okay, th this is the toy. The lion, uh, yeah, the right. description that's why he's of so his backstory, up. which I guess could have been on the back of the lion's package. Right here. I would put it. Yeah. is in the very last uh, part of the story. Uh, it gets uh, one paragraph. That, if, if, if it was just that on the back of the toy, I would think that's not not necessarily cool, but like something. I'd be it's like, oh. Something, okay. I guess. Yeah, yeah not for me, but like, okay. It's bumped to the last page of a 10,000 word uh, novelette about uh, really wanting to bang Dorothy if she was an 18 year old girl on a corset. Uh, and no other things like at least his entire story takes place uh, off off screen of this. <laughs> I, I don't know, uh, but they all do. Let's do the scarecrow, the scarecrow, the gentleman coming to the Emerald City in search of a brain became what he had been in a previous existence outside Oz. It's great that there were previous existences that have mm -hmm. nothing to do with this story. Right. Uh, what right. he had been. An inquisitor who visited torture upon help his hapless victims for his government. The scarecrow's specialty was a barbaric form of craniectomy while the patient was still conscious before finishing them with his rusty scythe. <laughs> but, but it's useless now. His rotting body held together with twine, sticks, straw, and prayers. 
doesn't he doesn't have the strength to wield it. In suitably grim irony, the contents of his skull are being liquefied by an ancient lobotomy contraption, while a pair of undead crows picks at his remaining flesh. <laughs> Stupid. What? So he's like, okay, so he, he needs a brain. In his previous life, he took brains. He would chop up <laughs> brains. I'm Todd McFarlane. And I heard the word brain and kind of had an idea. Not a whole idea, but like almost ironic since we're talking about brains and I'm a, a fucking grim, idiot. A grim scenario I came up with? Probably. <laughs> I'm Todd McFarlane. <laughs> uh, all right, the Tin Woodman. The Tin Woodman, the kindly, if rusty, hunk of metal coming to Emerald City in search of a heart, became what he had been in a previous existence outside Oz. A sickly doctor who removed the limbs of healthy patients with an axe in a desperate attempt to rebuild his own failing body. Something uh, like a Dr. Frankenstein crossed with an old world cyborg? The Tin Woodman <laughs> will be forced to spend eternity moving limbs made of junk parts and scrap metal. He still has his trusted axe, though his limbs are too stiff and rusty to properly utilize it. All right, so people go so, to the doctor. They're like, hi, I, <laughs> I have some polio because it's old timey days or whatever. And he's like, well, okay, I have an axe. They're like, wait, 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 wait. And he chops their arms off and then they go home. They're like, I hated that. And they tell everybody, yeah, that doctor chopped my fucking arms off. Don't go to that doctor. Like, ah, fuck you. We're going to go to that doctor. I don't know. I, These like ironic punishments for character, like an ironic punishment only really works when you've sort of set up. Uh-huh that like why it's ironic when you're like oh and he can't swing his axe anymore and did you know that in a previous life he used to swing his axe at people all the time <laughs> right like but not got the, the life you know they were nice guys for a few hours right they got the order wrong you know todd mcfarland sent these pages as he wrote them to the 18 year old goth girl at the toy company and when she started to say it was harassment, he was like, you haven't even seen the last page, uh, which no, makes it all like, make sense. It's all like you'll be really ashamed of your words and deeds when you when you find out the reason why Dorothy has to wear the corset. It's because she has a, a virus where she can't speak English or. Uh, oh, wait, no, that's Hideo Kojima. Never mind. Um, but this is very. <laughs> Uh, Toto was a sad tale, a loving oh, pet dog man. on Earth. He had no real sin to bring to the forefront. Sure. Still, the magic of Oz Still. works in strange ways, often uh -huh. dark and never pleasant. Through no fault of his own, Toto had been corrupted by the land of Oz and was transformed into a great slug of a beast. That's the whole thing? Okay. That's the whole thing. Okay. Holy shit. So if Dorothy puts her shirt back on, like, do they all go back to normal, like nice things? This is Todd McFarlane's world. That will never happen. Okay. She'll never put that shirt back on. It, it, we're meant to think this is terrible, right? Like she took her shirt off. She shouldn't have done that because look at all of her friends are tortured. Even her beloved dog is just like, ah, fuck it. He's a, he's a weird monster now. <laughs> I, I don't get what, what's the benefit of the magic? Is this a cautionary tale? Uh, mark her, she heard the wizard say, his deep voice nearly breathless. She felt a rope tighten around her arm, and then she couldn't see them. A pair of chattering munchkins branded her hip, marking her permanently with the sigil of Oz. Dorothy had never felt a pain so intense, so liberating, so sensual. Mm -hmm. It was yeah. deep and coarse and ground through, through her veins, carrying with it a dose of adrenaline that made her gasp and her knees buckle. The pain was monstrous and alive. She screamed while a smile of pure bliss lit her lips. Gone was Kansas. Gone was Toto. 
Gone were her auntie and uncle and her room and her friends and all the boys who didn't understand her. Her secret was out. Bondage freed her in ways she simply hadn't imagined. As her hood was lifted away, she stared into the green eyes of her first and final lover. Saying something, Todd. Her body still shaking in recovery. her Her diaphragm struggling with the pressure around her torso. Welcome home, my pretty, the wizard said, stroking her burned flesh. A man turned boy in the face of Dorothy's unusual powers. She smiled again. If this was hell, Dorothy would be its queen and she would rule its kingdom. The end. Oh my god. That is terrible. That <laughs> fucking sucks, Todd. <laughs> Todd, do you take constructive criticism? Because it fucking sucks. Okay, also, I immediately am just like, like you can so tell that Todd was just trying to crank it while he was writing this. Because uh-huh. like the obvious route, I feel like if you were writing a Wizard of Oz story like this, would be like, you have the witch be this character like have the because the witch is the one who's like menacing them right mm-hmm. like well, no I, it's the wizard and he's a, a bug man and um he's made of hamburgers or something but he's and hot he's, but hot he's though so, he's so attractive kind of gross and old but like something about him he's kind of got like a nice car he's got money from spawn comic books <laughs> you can you know and, and, he really pulls like, off that leather jacket, no matter what the magazine said about him, which was uncalled for. It's like it's it's like the metaphor is grooming. It's like, oh, he's just this girl and she's a virgin, and he like <laughs> teaches her how yeah. to do sex, and that she never has sex with anybody else. She's his forever. Yeah. I'm starting to come around to the I feel like fiction is I feel like, you know, Todd should be indicted for I feel like he endorses yeah. everything that happened in this story, you know? Bring the like, lawsuit, Todd, because what will happen is we'll have to read this in court in front of everybody. <laughs> we'll be acquitted. No, no, no. Instantly. We'll make you read it. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, yeah, no one will want to hear it. So <laughs> This is an edgy adaptation of a, of a Justin Roiland DM. <laughs> uh, there is an alternate ending. Uh, oh, real quick, just she... I'll recap it because it's terrible and pointless and that you have an alternate ending. I'm assuming because the 18 year old goth girl, the toy company was like, this is no, you didn't prove shit. Like I'm still going to HR immediately. <laughs> like, no, 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 there's an alternate ending. And this okay. one, she turns the corset turns her into the witch and she goes, she gets ugly. Her beauty was gone. She knew, but that no. force burbling inside of her was the sort of power mere beauty would never give her. Uh, so then she turns into the witch, glad to have her beauty robbed of her. What? Uh, okay. As all powerful women yeah. must, I'm assuming. Todd, what is going on? And there's an alternate ending to this podcast, too. One where everybody I had a good time. there was an alternate start in middle. Einstein Hunter Frankfurt! Einstein Hunter Frankfurt! Frankfurt. Frankfurt. 
There's nothing so tragic as when the young die before the old. Here at Hot Dog Space Camp, we know that all too well. A moment of silence, please, for the late Hot Dog Space Class of 2023. Three Finger Louie. Aaron Croston. Adrian H. just wanted to see the stars. Fuck. We told her that's not how it works, but she was a dreamer. Aiden Mouet. Alpha Scientist Java. Unandy. Armando Nava worked hard, partied harder, and, they say, died the hardest. Badger. Benjamin Cyronin. Bim Talzer. Brandon Garlock. Brian Saylor was the first to suggest they steal a real rocket, but we're trying not to place blame here. Brianne Whitney. Brockway loves the meat pilly. Still does. Barry Tumac. Cyril was the one who actually stole the rocket, and it's his fault. Chad. Chance McDermott. Chris Brower. Curious Glare just wanted to smell space. Devin the Rogue Supreme. Dean Costello. Donald Finney will never forget your tragic last words. Ghost Rod the Whip! Eric Spaulding. Fancy Shark. Jellaho deserved better than to be torn apart by space apes, but he did bring those apes up there. Greg Cunningham. Hambo. Haraka. Harvey Penguini's parents are suing the school. We understand they're hurt, but. Exploded by Asteroid is a pretty classic act of God. Hot fart. Jaber Al Aiden died how he lived. On the moon. Jeff Haraski. We've lost every one of our precious Johns. John Dean's family asked us to say, may he rest in the peace he hated in life. John Hector McFarland's family asked us to say, may he rest in war. John McCammon's family asked us to say, May the bastard find no rest. John Minkoff's family chased us off their property with a thresher. Johnny No Fun was ironically too much fun. It turns out space is not the ultimate bong cooler. Joseph Searles will never forget your tragic last words, which were just your own name yelled from a saddle tied to a booster rocket. Now, it may not hurt as badly as losing the Johns, but we lost all of our Joshes too. Josh Fabian, we hope you finally found Alf. Joshua Alf Graves, if only the two of you had met in life. Josh S, we hardly knew ye. Nobody could even find a picture. Leading theories say you were an urban legend. Ken Paisley. K&M. M. Jahi Chappelle. Mac Miserable. Matt Riley, when you enrolled, you told us you wanted to die naked on a comet. We laughed time. Max Baroy, Michael Lair, Michael Wells. Now the school is suing Mickey Lohman's family for defamation. We are not a school full of buttholes who teach kids that rockets point down. Mike Stiles, Moju, N.D., Neil Bailey. Neil Schaefer will miss your laughter most of all. It went like this. War, 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 war. Like a horny walrus choking on a smaller walrus is wild, it's crazy stuff. Neku 104. Nick Ralston. Ozzy Olin. Patrick Herbst 
You asked in every class what would happen if you stuck it in the lunar rover. What was the answer, Patrick? Rachel, Rain Vargas, Rihanna, Sarkovsky. Sean Chase is the one who started the deadly rumor that huffing space got you high. Spotty reception. Supernaut had a theory that, in zero gravity, a fart could propel you forever. It's still going, as far as we know. Ted H. Thomas Cavazos. Timmy Leahy overdosed on freeze-dried ice cream. You can only eat four of those in a lifetime, you know. Toasty God. Tom Sakula. Tommy G. Wayland Russell. Yesarian. Yanis Ioannidis. You were our best. Our brightest. The live feed showed you burned that way, too. Dr. Awkward, all of your instructors said it was impossible to do a kickflip in space. They said you'd never land it without gravity. I guess? I guess? I guess the joke's on them because you're kickflipping forever now! <laughs>